0: They said it couldn't be done.
1: Oh, under pressure, avoids the rush and he's gonna fight out of it. Still fights out of it. Now throws it deep downfield. Wide open
0: Tyree who makes the catch. They said it wouldn't be done. On fourth and five, Jones steps up, takes off, he's in. Touchdown. Back in the studio. did anybody in the world. At zone. And it is. For the first time in almost a year. I've seen ghosts brand new WMUA Amherst studio live from the student union. Since 2015, Bill Belichick has never lost unintentionally. Jersey Boys is back. Jesse Kolodkin, you know, J2K. The NFL and they don't play with fans. Will Kirk Cousins be the greatest quarterback of all time?
1: Justin JMac mac McCagnin. Cousins openly stated, Hey, it'd be kind of nice to play with no fans in the stadium. This Friday, 4.30 p.m. on WMUA Amherst, 91.1 FM.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are not in the WMUA studio and this is not live, but you are listening to us at 4.30 p.m. on Friday. And we, we are, we're sort of live-ish. Just not getting to record in person, thankfully, at the new ILC Journalism Studios. So a big thank you to, uh, to them, because without it, it would have been not very fun, painstaking Zoom <laughs> recording sessions that, don't you like... Like telling a joke and then.
1: Ah! Uh. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Now you got to love laughing tracks. Those are hysterical. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but hey, don't insult I Love Lucy.
1: Okay, not a terrible one. Um, Actually, for me, I do love sitcoms. I no, love no, yeah. I, I, I know you're an old sitcom head. I love Two and a Half Men. People think I'm crazy, they just me a lot. A little. Oh, thank you.
0: Um, did, wh- wh- did you like the first couple episodes of. A, oh, no, you haven't watched WandaVision, have you? Nope. Right. Watch the first three episodes and then ignore it because the first three episodes are like all sitcoms.
1: <laughs> Works for me. So <laughs> that way, yeah,
0: because that way you don't have to worry about anything
1: else. Have but you, have you been getting into those criminal documentaries on Netflix? They got a very large amount of them now. I, I know a couple of them.
0: Um, I know, like every time a serial killer exists,
1: Netflix like buys the rights. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I haven't seen The Night Stalker yet, but that one actually seemed pretty interesting for what it's worth. Which one's that one? That is the one about the L.A. serial killer. The guy was, um... Oh, jeez. What was it? He was, like, stalking the night. Thank you. <laughs> Ble- Thank you, but lay, Justin McCann, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Give him a
0: <laughs> round of applause. <laughs>
1: but, no, he, uh... He terrorized the city. He would kill people in the night. He would track them with his car and all that stuff. And that was a big one because it was, like, the first time that somebody used a car as, like, a... Basically a tracking vehicle. Interesting. And, um... Uh, he checked in, like, multiple hotels, people knew who he was, and it became a whole thing. Um, I have not seen that. It, it It's one of those m- things that you watch it, and you're just like, oh, God, uh, I'm depressed now. <laughs> <laughs> They're great designs, though. They have this tense music about them. They make it very interesting. They have a lot of great people talking about it. Usually it's, like, the front-line people, like the uh, the officers, the people that actually dealt with him, or, or you know, survivors of these sin- situations, but... All around, very uh, interesting stuff. Um,
0: um yeah, I, you know, I've never been one for horror movies or kind of like the horror doc type thing, right? Um, but yeah, you know, I, I love Tiger King, so that that was great. Though I guess that's not really serial killer though that we know of.
1: Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't seen that one. You
0: haven't seen Tiger King? That was like the only thing to do over break or not break uh, quarantine. <laughs> It's basically that now. It's basically <laughs> that. Yeah. It was no. the forced spring break we didn't want. Exactly. And now we don't get spring break that we do want. <laughs> but That's
1: can you wait for the, the second
0: uh, Wellness Wednesday next week? Ooh, yeah. joy.
1: I could rather put a nail in my head. But uh, what do I know? I don't know. I'd rather take a nail out <laughs> of my head.
0: Um. Actually, have you been watching Falcon
1: and the Winter Soldier? I got to watch the first episode.
0: All right. That's something. At least we're getting him on the right track. Because, yeah, I just watched episode three last night. Um, no spoilers.
1: What did you think of the first episode? Good. I um, really had nothing, you know. it the, When those series come out, I think Disney really sees it as, like, their second form of movies to make. And sure. the truth is they're going all in on it. And also, I, I just love The Winter Soldier. I'm not a huge Falcon guy. Um, but for me specifically, The Winter Soldier is just such a cool storyline. I read the original comic books. I still have the original 1994 copy of him in the red suit and everything, and it's gorgeous. But yeah, I was very excited that they actually used him other than just putting him into Avengers Endgame and saying,
0: hey, look, he's back. Ta-da! Uh, you know, I I definitely like what they were doing with him in, in this show. The first episode, I to be honest, I was a little bored with Anthony Mackie's, like, you know, uh, financial angle and w- which like, it, it's a very real and, and it's an interesting take that hasn't often been done. Like, you know, uh, what, what do superheroes do for money if they're not really rich, but at the same time, like if I'm watching this show, I really don't like, come on, let's, let, let, let's cut the BS. Let's not pretend like Tony Stark didn't leave a million dollars behind for all the Avengers and their f- like you know, like we, we can just, this could so easily be fast forwarded through. um, and, and luckily, the show does kick off pretty quickly after episode one. But I, I very much was was and am interested in the Bucky storyline. You know, him coming to terms with his identity and who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the only thing I'll say about episode three is uh, a Marvel. You you can't put a city in Indonesia and uh, not have Indonesians. Just like where they at though? Is <laughs> <laughs> like, so th- th- this will this will bite you. In the behind, do you know Madripoor?
1: Sounds familiar.
0: I I didn't know, but yeah, it's like it's it's kind of deep cut. Um, apparently Wolverine went there a lot. It's the Marvel. It's a high tech Marvel version of uh, oh, Mos Eisley. Mad-
1: Madripoor. That's um, yeah, that's that's where like the origin of the Silver Samurai story kind of embarked. It doesn't start there, but like his, yeah, intertwining that, with that
0: makes sense because Wolverine does has a lot of things to do in Madripoor. So like yeah. they always, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it they say, oh, it's in. Indian, Indonesian archipelago and then you got there and there's white people and there's black people and there's some Hispanics and there's no Asians and just maybe have a few next time. Because <laughs> um, they clearly do like the the very um, they very obviously copy the Asian gangster genre, mm-hmm. you know, which looks really cool. Like the set design is sick and the music is sick, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, where to at?
1: You'd be a good movie critic, Jesse. C- yeah. Someone can... hire me. You combine a good base of knowledge of movies with a 40-year-old mom, angry mom kind of vibe.
0: That's true. That's tr- Hey, uh, 33, thank you very much. <laughs> you could be a movie critic, just, as long as the movies came out, like, in 1947.
1: I still love some of the ones. I forgot what the names of the critics are anymore, but I, I just remember when Centurion came out. You ever seen that movie? No. What movie, when when that come out? That came out 2010. Oh, and great. I wanted to see it because the whole the whole commercial was just Centurion slashing heads off the entire commercial. Actually,
0: that sounds familiar
1: now that you talk about it's it. It's got Michael Fassbender, Fassbender in it.
0: Fassbender. Michael Fassbender.
1: And um, I think I had one other. He big was
0: in the spot. <laughs> he was in the 300. Michael Fassbender.
1: But they had him and they had, I think, some other big name actress. And I just remember my dad was like, well, what's it like? And. Looked up reviews on it, and all the reviews were like humoring reviews. They're like, a "very bad story arc," but if you're there just to see blood and guts, it's a great film. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I'm seeing online. Yeah, but uh, uh, um, box office bomb.
1: No surprise there.
0: Um, was I gonna say? Oh, I, uh, I did see recently Angel Heart. Have you seen that one?
1: So is it? it's
0: 1987. Wait, is this the Robert De Niro? He plays Satan, yeah.
1: Yes, I've he. I, it I,
0: it right. does. It does weird me out though that like everyone says, oh, it's the Robert De Niro. He's in the movie for like nine seconds. That's it. Yeah, he. He's. He, he only. He gets it's,
1: his white eyes and he points.
0: No, yeah, yeah, he. He's only in there for like a very little bit of time, but you know, he was at his peak, so everyone remembers him. Um, it is really. It's. It's nice, but it's very odd because Mickey Rourke plays the, the title character, mm-hmm. um Harry Harry Angel, and. It's before he had. He, it's before he began his boxing career in earnest, mm-hmm. and before he had facial reconstruction surgery, so he looks like a normal human. <laughs> and it's it's I mean, you know, he's not ha- he's not supermodel, but he's a uh, good looking, you know. And it's just like, oh wow, this is what he could have looked like <laughs> if he didn't get his face beat in.
1: You ever uh, seen? Uh, you ever seen Devil's Advocate? I actually thought Al Pacino played a very good devil.
0: I. I it's on my list. I. I know I need to
1: see it. Yeah. That's a, He has got. Pacino just does good in almost everything he does, but his sense of humor as like the cynical devil is like on point. And of course Keanu Reeves. Whoa. <laughs> I mean Whoa. Classic. Combine that with Charlize Theron, who is an absolute goddess in the American All right, fantasy. all right, all right, all right. Relax there, bud. Mm-hmm. Try my hardest. They
0: astray. can hear it through the they can hear it through the mask over the
1: mic. Yeah, I know. Um, and Justin intends it that way. I still <laughs> I still remember Nathan Strauss's quote. Best quote ever. Okay, that works. For oh those at I might have to get the bleep button ready. But the best quote he said, he goes, If you become famous, you are going to have the biggest PR team ever. Oh, well, oh, you uh, specifically? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And he goes, Because you're going to say something that you really just don't care. And he goes, And your PR team is going to rip their hair out. Yes. He goes, You're director of PR. If you become
0: famous, you will be famous on air. Like, Like, you're not like, you, if, if so like, Actually, d- does this mean you're no longer going to be a court stenog- stenographer?
1: <laughs> it's still in the back of my head. Still in the back of the head. I
0: cuz that's perfect cuz like you don't need to talk, you just need to write. <laughs>
1: um, I actually yeah. looked up the I looked up the qualifications to be a court stenographer and I couldn't do it. It's just you have to write, I think it's 438 words minimum. Jesus. Per, per a five minute period, which is bonkers to me. And isn't that,
0: but hold on, hold on. Isn't there like the special keyboard they have, which like types sounds.
1: Oh yeah. No, if you, yeah, you you get the special keyboard and they teach you that, but you have to hit that threshold of like It's like 400 something words per five minutes. And if you don't, you are in like, you are done. Like it's not going to happen. Cause the truth is the funniest part about a court stenographer position for anyone that's a dork about the court system. I know plenty of them. Um, the brain can only function so specifically to register 400 words per five-minute period. So you either have it or you don't. Like, you either have the brain's capacity to do it or you don't. Interesting. So, like, and the thing is, and the truth is, especially because you're basing it off of hearing, you have to have something close to a basically a photographic memory because you have to remember exactly what was said. Autographic memory? I said... Now you're messing me up. <laughs> I said the right word, and this
0: is why you can't be
1: I said photographic thing. No, no, you.
0: no, but no, no, sorry. Then that, that is what I mean, though, because like it's you're listening to somebody, so it has to yeah. like it's same whatever, con- yeah, same concept.
1: But yeah, that's the. It's a cool position. I, uh, in truth, I don't think I'll ever <laughs> go that route. Um, yeah. There's a lot of money to be made there, no There's question. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're in a
0: big court system, and oh man, not even good. the big
1: court system. My grandfather is a tax accountant. He has like three court stenographers, and all three of them minimum like two hundred twenty thousand dollars. Because the, what they'll do is they'll work in the court system. They'll make their you know hundred thousand, and then on the side, the extra little gigs, which are very small gigs for what it's worth, is literally just lawyers saying, "Hey, I need you to recite and write down." My three hundred and thirty-four page citation toward the court for something, and they'll pay them. It's especially if it's three hundred, like three hundred plus pages. I mean, you'll sit there for ten hours, and they'll pay you like three hundred bucks an hour, just because you are basically You're doing the most
0: mind-numbing, dull, uninteresting. Oh yeah, nobody wants work. to do
1: it. But also, you are the voice of the lawyer in that right. sense. So, it's uh,
0: definitely. It's kind of like what I do at the testing center, except um, it's just far less. Uh, pay. <laughs> 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 like, I, I just, I take all the tubes that you guys hopefully have used properly. um, And then I find the labels need relabeling. I relabel them and I just repackage them into the boxes to be sent off to either the Broad Institute or the uh, IELTS Center here at UMass. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's dull and it's uninteresting, but, you know, it's just like, Mindless work, but you know mm-hmm. someone has to do it because otherwise nobody at UMass is getting tested. So yep. y'all are welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, I think I brought up Angel Heart because you he talked about the serial killer at the beginning in, in the documentary because it it's by oh who's the director now? I just had his name, Alan Walker, I think. Um, and it is a it's a gory movie. It, it, it's very weird. It, it's not bad. It, it's kind of it's kind of good, but it's just it's very like, uh,
1: I feel like vulgar is the wrong word, but you get what I'm saying. Oh yeah, no, they um, the truth is with some of those films they are, they are right before the FCC really clamped down on like harsh, harsh things. Well, no, it it was R rated. Oh, no, it was like, R rated. Like no, no, like what I mean is. Even, like, the R-rated movies of, like, the 70s and 80s had things that, like, even nowadays, an R-rated movie would not be allowed to have. Just that's fair. That's like, very fair. I mean, there's, like, some... Alan Parker. That's who it was. But, you know, it's a great movie. Um, have you ever seen Jacob's Ladder? No. Oh, that's another good one. Tim Robbins. Very good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post-Vietnam PTSD, except he's also dealing with, like, actual, like, demons. I see. Very good movie. Definitely consider that one. Um... If you're in for yeah, uh,
0: the next movie, I'll, the next movie I'll watch is um, "Interview with a Vampire" because I have to watch for. I, I Oh, watch you've it. never seen the Tom Cruise movie? No, uh, I, I well, I watched Angel Hart for a class, and so Va- in- "Interview with a Vampire" is for that class. That's
1: fantastic. So yeah, I'll be. I'll, I'll be I know Tom Cruise is crazy, but he does do So That's a very really good <laughs> movie. And also, you know who actually I really gave a lot of credit to? Um, Brad Pitt. No, eleven-year-old Chris Kirsten Dunst. She looked. Fan- she was fantastic in that.
0: Mm, good old Kirsten Dunst. Um, it's a good little segment. Uh, was it? We got, got some time left. Um, anything else? I watched anything else recently. I don't think I watched anything big recently. Went through all
1: three American pies this morning. What? All right, we're just gonna ignore that happened. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was eating apple pie while I watched it, too. That's the top of the line, baby. Just gonna, I'm just gonna mute Justin real quick. <laughs> just gonna just, nope, nope, no, 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 no. i you're <laughs> yeah. I was right in the line. I'm on just
0: going to hit the music really loud while Justin's talking. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Um, I will say, I like this board. It's really light to the touch, and they got the glowy on the keys. So I like <laughs> I it. It's got the glowy on the keys. What else do you want me to call it, dog? It's, oh, it's got the ambient occlusion. <laughs> it's
1: glowing. The keys. It's glowing. It's, it's glowing on the keys. I guess you're like Andy Warhol. You just like psh, yeah. bursts of color. Exactly.
0: No, oh, well, like, I, I know that the intro is, is the kind of um, magenta. Said it. And then the, uh, I guess, little aqua teal is um <laughs> is the
1: music. Now, you mm. know what? I, I actually started watching. I started watching some. I started. I went on Disney Plus, and I was thinking about, like, should I watch The Clone Wars? Yes. And, and then I watched the first because there's so many seasons. Yes. And I went through the first three episodes, and I was like, oh, look. I should keep get going. I was like, I want to watch some more, though. And there was the funniest thing. I didn't have any like work or anything. I just had something else that I should have done that day. Mm-hmm. How much Clone Wars did you watch? Eight hours later.
0: <laughs> That's eight hours. Let's see. That's like what? Like 16 PM, episodes? 24 3, episodes?
1: 3 p.m. Yep. To 11 p.m. I so. went through the first two seasons.
0: So now here's the thing, right? The first two seasons are fantastic, and they're great, like, television that is aimed at kids or young, young teens. But anyone can be watched. Once you get past season two, though, get ready. <laughs>
1: get ready. Yeah. It's tough.
0: Um, you know, actually, well, you know what I've been watching on Disney Plus? Uh, the X-Men Evolution series. Hmm. TV show, which uh, it, it always makes me sad because as a kid... That was on, but also... What was supposed to be on and didn't continue was... Did you ever watch Wolverine and the X-Men? Mm-hmm. That is such a fantastic season of television. Mm-hmm. The animation is awesome. The voices are awesome. And just the plot lines and the storylines are superb. Like, they're really clever. They're really smart. They all come together. And the ending, the the ending of the last episode is so perfect it's such a great teaser and then it never got picked up. I sorry it did get picked up. It had a second season. they had characters planned they had storylines planned and that's when the MCU started to get combined with Disney and when Marvel and Fox were looking to come come together and so they canceled it because of potential like copyright issues. It's like no. It's so good, and it just, it, you know, it didn't have the fan base that, like, Young Justice had. Corporate America strikes again. Corporate America, oh, it, it's so awesome. It, it's fantastic TV show. Um, so, big sad. Um, but, uh, but X-Men Evolution came out a couple years before, and that's, like, if the X-Men were in high school. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Kelly is, like, he's Principal Kelly, and then he becomes Mayor Kelly. And so, uh, I've just senator
1: after that. I think it's what senator, after right? Him, right. You
0: know? But so you know, like that's kind of like the joke. Like he starts out as principal, so he's mm-hmm. still running the things because they're all at school. Um, they make him
1: look like uh, Principal Skinner from uh, the Simpsons. That would have been kind of funny. They, they do, <laughs> they
0: do not. <laughs> uh, he has he has brown hair, not not white hair. Um, but the um, uh, season two episode, or uh, season four episode two, I think. And so we've just awakened Apocalypse, which is very cool. Mm -hmm. So Apocalypse is now uh, coming through, and we'll see. Such a shame they botched that
1: whole movie up.
0: Yeah, X Men TV shows, uh, double thumbs up. X Men movies, mm, maybe not so much. But you know, First Class is good. The the original two are good. Logan is good, though. I don't know if you can call that an X Men movie. (laughs) <laughs> Days of future
1: past. You know, it was funny. My dad hated Logan. Like, he hated it. Really? My dad hated Logan because he really loves Wolverine, and I love Wolverine, too. Yes. I forked out the $5,000 to buy the first appearance of him in Incredible Hulk 181. My mom is still very mad at me for that. Understandably so. But it's a piece of artifact that I will have for the rest of my life. Maybe. So they'll have to kill me before they get that. That's possible. Um, But on the same note, um, he was so mad cause he loved the character and he was just like, they so botched this. He goes, what? okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. Like professor X killed everyone. Like, come on.
0: No, Logan killed everyone.
1: No, like professor X, like the story arc with that was that professor X had like a mental seizure and he killed everyone because he made everyone like hemorrhage or whatever. You don't remember that? I'm thinking of the actual comic line.
0: Okay. You're right. <laughs> Movie,
1: it, the movie really did botch it terribly.
0: Okay. But, uh, th-
1: that might be what I'm confusing, yeah. But um, he was so mad, and I was like, you know, Dad, I'm just happy. And my dad was like, why? And I go, because finally we got an R-rated Wolverine movie. Yes. Like, the entire movie, I could have cared less about the story arc of it. I just love the fact that we had Logan brutally murdering people like he does in the other movies, except it's, you know, Teen style. Oh, look, the guy doesn't bleed out when he gets stabbed in the throat. Instead, it's just, you know, oh, it's a scuff mark. Yeah, that's not how it works in real life, folks.
0: Okay. No, I, you're, you're right. I am thinking of the old man Logan storyline, and then that, Logan kills the X-Men.
1: And they went with Caliban, which was an okay character, but they really botched him up, too. They made him, like, this subservient, moronic character. Um, X two three. I thought she actually was pretty solid as X two three. It's just she was great. Yeah, she was very good. The only issue is they botched that whole story arc too, in that they were just like the objective of this movie was to kill off Hugh Jackman, yes. and they did what they needed to, but all but around, it
0: looked really cool. It was very cool, and he was great in it. Like he was fantastic in it.
1: Oh yeah, no, Hugh Jackman never. There's never a dull moment with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and it's a shame that he had to get rid of this position, but right, you know, but age is age, I guess.
0: Yeah, we'll see, though. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Ryan Reynolds finds a way to, to get him to do something.
1: I wouldn't be surprised either. Actually, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. God, I love that actor. <laughs>
0: Wax poetic to me about about Ryan Reynolds there, Justin.
1: You know why? It's because I watched all of Ryan Reynolds' really crappy B-movies before he became Deadpool. I was always a Ryan Reynolds fan. I thought he was hysterical. I watched Van Wilder. You ever seen that one? No. It's very bad, but it's very funny. Think of... Think of Animal House except really bad. Just worse. Yeah. Um... I watched him in Waiting. I thought he was hysterical with Justin Long in that. Anna Faris was also in that. I don't know. Him and Anna Faris seemed to get just, they seemed to like be in the same role if it's a rom-com. Definitely Maybe, another uh, rom-com. He was very good in that.
0: He did do a lot of rom-coms.
1: I think he just went on a bunch
0: of 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 dates and just decided to watch Ryan Reynolds.
1: And the uh, actually no I didn't I was not on dates. I watched them in my own time
0: <laughs> oh boy
1: uh the change up actually that is pretty funny him and Jason Bateman switch bodies and right. it's, it's hysterical um who else is in that the one that oh Olivia Wilde's in that and then um no the other one is uh the woman that's in knocked up the oh. why am I blanking she's married to Judd Apatow. Mm. Leslie Mann, that's it. Pretty Leslie sure. Mann, yes. And uh, she's very funny too. But that all around, those were just funny. And the thing is, also the funny part of it all is that Ant Man. I watched Paul Rudd before he ever became Ant Man too, so I thought that was hilarious. The topping off would have been if they made Jason Segel Flash, but. We can't get everything. We can't get everything. I
0: mean, they gentlemen. make, yeah, they make every kind of flabby comic actor uh, a superhero. did mm-hmm. Chris Pratt, got Paul Rudd. Um, I guess you can't really call Robert Downey Jr. a comic actor, but
1: you got those two. You got, Actually, you know, for what it's worth, though, even in his serious roles, like I know Sherlock came after Iron Man and he was like the sarcastic character, but he always kind of really has like that persona to him.
0: Um, yeah, no, there's very much a bit of a, Robert Downey Jr. plays a Robert Downey Jr.-esque person.
1: I mean, Chris Evans was in a bunch of, similar to Ryan Reynolds, was in a bunch of really cruddy B-movies. He was funny in them, but same concept.
0: He also um, killed it for his, you know, five minutes of Scott Pilgrim.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That was actually a decent movie, too. That Michael, was a pretty good movie. Yeah, no, Michael, that's
0: an excellent movie.
1: Yeah, Michael Sarah and I forgot what her name is, but.
0: Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead.
1: Oh, that's right. She was in, Dang. uh, she was in the... No, Hollywood. that's got a
0: freaking star-studded cast. Are you kidding me? Got Mary Elizabeth Wednesday, Got Michael Sarah. You have... I'm just blanked on all them. You have Chris H- Evans. You have Anna Kendrick. Uh, April Plaza. Um, uh, or sorry, not April Plaza. April's her character in Parks and Rec. Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Captain Marvel. Uh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson, thank you. Um... There's one other famous person. Oh, you have—he's—he oh, always has a bunch of roles in uh, Wes Anderson
1: movies. Mm-hmm. No, I know who you're talking about. Is this the main—the main villain at the end of the movie? Yeah, Gideon. Yeah. No, he. Uh, yeah, he's. But yeah,
0: like yeah, guys. it's got quite a cast. Oh yeah, um, who've all who have a lot of them ended up, in, ended up in Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll take a break now. Stay right with us, uh, right here on WMA Amherst. Welcome back to Demamished. This is Jersey Boys. I'm Jesse with Justin as always. Hope you guys are enjoying your Friday, staying safe and all that. Had a wonderful little movie bit to start off with. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. I think we'll hop on over to the other side now. And uh,
1: Justin, how about those Islanders? you got to love them. <laughs> you got to love them because the Islanders are consistently good, but they pull a New York Mets every single time. When you want them to win, they lose. When you want them to lose, they win. And then when they go to the playoffs, they just suck. Ta-da! <laughs> Actually, we, we won't, do,
0: uh, won't do heavy hockey or baseball. Baseball just starting up, of course. I will do a little more hockey when we get into the swing of things with the playoffs, but... Hope Francisco Lindor is. Oh, sorry, Lindor. Jeez, I'm I'm mixing up all my names today. Hope Fernando Tatis Jr. is okay. That right arm did not look good. Um,
1: you know what? The MLB curse got him. And for any Padres fan, whether you're the front office or whatnot, ladies and gentlemen, the curse of the 10 plus year contract right. has begun. Right. So okay. Like hopefully, hopefully he's okay though. Um,
0: and uh. Also, on the hockey note, this Thursday, or actually you guys are listening to this on Friday, so hopefully tomorrow, when you guys are listening to this, you can tune in to ESPN and watch the national championship game and see UMass and the Minutemen in it taking on either Minnesota no, State or no, St.
1: Cloud State. That's Minnesota-Duluth for... Are oh, you talking about the...
0: Cause, w- because this will air on Friday. Oh, so the game will already happen. So hopefully, UMass will. UMass is going to play Minnesota Duluth uh, tomorrow, as of this recording, Thursday. So yesterday for you guys, um, it's a revenge match. It's a redemption game. Uh, revenge because in 2019, UMass lost to Duluth 3-0 in the championship. Tough game to call. It was a tough. Yeah, that was a tough game. I was engineering that game.
1: That was pretty rough. Um, I just remember the (laughs) after the first period. No, so after the second period, UMass was down 2 nothing. Yeah. And you just sat there and you went, oh, and you're like, I can't take it. I can't take it. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, that was Casey, wasn't it? No, Casey. Casey almost got an FCC fine. Oh, right, right. He, Casey almost
0: yeah, Casey almost dropped he, an F-bomb. <laughs> he was in the middle. It's at
1: the end of the game. This is the best story ever, and I will always remember it. Colin Casey. God love him. He is the next Jack Edwards. He is the most passionate hockey fan I've ever met in my life. Yep. And he has that mindset. He wants to be the next Jack Edwards or Doc Emmerich, for that matter. Mm-hmm. I think more Jack Edwards. Just my thought process. Colin, if you hear this and you're offended, please call out, call me and we'll talk about it. But um, Colin is a huge Kale McCarr fan. Loved this team left and right. And Colin is calling the game. It's in the third period. And Kale McCarr, what a better way, what a worse way to do it. Kael McCarr ends his career as a UMass Minutemen hockey player by, f- out of frustration, slamming into, I believe it was Dante something. I forgot what the name of the uh, Duluth player was, but he gets thrown into the penalty box for the final minute and 35 seconds of this game. They're down three, nothing. The game's over. And Colin Casey goes, ladies and gentlemen, that is how Kael McCarr is going to end his career as a Minuteman in the penalty box. Cal and Casey, Colin, takes the headset off, looks up at the ceiling, and screams the F word. <laughs> and I just remember it was the most hilarious thing ever because I'm sure it echoed into the mic or something of that sort. But he was ready to punch a wall out. He was so mad. I don't think... Was this first or second period? This is the third period. This was right before they lost. Because remember, Cale McCarr, in the minute 35 left, he gets in the penalty box. I don't remember this, so I might have... Blocked it out. No, online. it's because I kept my cool because I knew if I started laughing. Well, on no, no air, I'm just saying mm-hmm. I don't think I heard that.
0: I, I would. So that game, um, Elliot Weld and I both wanted to watch the game and engineer it. So Elliot engineered the first half of the game, and I watched it in a guy two doors down in my in my dorm. And then I and then like midway through the second, I went to uh, the the student center, the campus center, and. We switched over, so I took over engineering from, like, a little bit of the second and then all the third.
1: Oh, it's so funny, too, because I remember we had this group chat for WMUA, and it was, a group me, sorry. Right. I just remember the first game, we had engineering, was set up and whatever, and then the second game happened, and everyone was like, well, I'm kind of busy. Yeah, 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 no one wanted to do I just remember, I think it was Cronin, Colin Cronin, a senior, uh, just a year above us. Literally put into the chat in all caps, he's like, if you seriously are going to let this broadcast go to crap, because he said a lot more expletive words, but he goes, if you are all that lazy and you're going to let this broadcast go to garbage because you don't want to come in to engineer it. He goes, that is just pathetic. And then sure enough, uh, Hugh and Elliot came up and Elliot was like, yeah, you know what? I can, I can do it. To be it fair, you.
0: I don't think like I had already done several, uh, broadcast like engineers for it. So you know, I was like, yo, can somebody else please take it? And then yeah, Colin's like, uh so I was just so like, all right, all right, all right, I I got it. I got it. Um oh man, actually I'm looking through that group me. Yo, there's some just <laughs> there's some gems of Justin in here. <laughs> Do you remember this?
1: Oh God. <laughs> Uh, what was that? What did it say? Justin going. Justin off? Justin
0: going off, and then Colin exists because Colin's just looking at you, kind of like this nervous smile. Like, what is this kid doing? No, it's
1: funny because that was the intro meeting, <laughs> yeah. and I still remember. Oh
0: man, this is this is thick, Justin. Mm-hmm.
1: I had a caboose. Um, but no, uh, that meeting I remember. That was the introductory meeting, and they told us that we all needed to make a, you know, a whatever. Uh, we needed to, <laughs> we needed to. Oh Lord and a half, what was it? We needed to.
0: What is this? There's th- th- this is okay. I'm glad this is this is a picture. This is a picture. I have no idea. <laughs> what, I have
1: no idea what the context of of this is. I have no idea either. But no, so it was an introductory meeting, and they told all of us on the department director staff, which I was sports director along with Colin. We were told you need to have an introduction, and Colin who. For what it's worth, Colin is a very good like radio persona, but Colin does not like to talk in public. He does not like public speaking at all. So no. I was like, and Colin looked at me. I remember before the thing happened, he was like, just you mind saying something on behalf of both of us? I'm like, sure thing. I don't care. So I got up there, and I was talking about how like we offer service hours, and we love what we do at the sports department, and if anyone wants to DD me to my yep, frat house, yep. because I will be drunk mm-hmm. all as heck that weekend. I go. By the way, we here time.
0: at Jersey Boys support, uh, legal and safe drinking at all times. Do not follow in the footsteps of, of Justin. Um, we support safe drinking I am habits. A wreck.
1: It is the simplest of terms.
0: I feel like I feel like this is dangerous territory. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move us into a, a safer uh, direction. Justin, did you watch the Marsh Madness finale?
1: No, I did not. Because I looked up the box. I man.
0: Up... Did you watch the women's one? Yes. Let's talk about some women's basketball. That was Amazing. one hell of a game. That was fantastic. Actually, was a, lot, let me, a lot better than the men's game. A lot better than the men's game. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like, all the credit in the world for Arizona. I don't think anyone expected them to go that far. Certainly not to beat UConn. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling up. I, I recorded myself at the ending shot. I'll play it in a second. Um, but, I mean, oh, man. Like, that ending shot, all the in the world to Stanford because they had, I mean they didn't let any chance for Ari McDonald to get, or Ari McDonald, excuse me, um, to get a clean shot, you know? They just, they swarmed her, they swarmed all the shooting. That was great. Let me, let me see if, uh, if I can get this to work here. Um, and we'll play. Oh, oh my god. There you go. That, that that was my reaction to that one, um. But hell of a game. I mean, the fact that Arizona beat UConn, you know, I, I kind of wanted UConn to win just to see, you know, number one UConn, number one Stanford, two like mm-hmm. probably the two best teams going into the season, going into the tournament, and then in the tournament, obviously they're both one seeds, page mm-hmm. buckers. But I'm never gonna be sad about UConn losing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. No, UConn, I have a lot of respect for UConn. They're a very entertaining team, and the only thing that really annoys me is that that team still struggles to get fans in the stands. Yeah. Even as UConn's men's team, which is a very mediocre team, Mm -hmm. gets a full stadium every time. Right. They're a fantastic team. The only issue with UConn's program is that they beat teams by 60 points consistently. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny, because I just remember one time somebody asked, you know, why doesn't U- UConn plays UMass in basc- uh, football, field hockey, lacrosse, whatever. Why don't they play him in basketball? And everyone was like, because we don't feel like losing 150 to 30. And I was like, he's got a point. <laughs> yep. Woo! I'm COVID negative. Let's go. Keeping it up.
0: Keeping it up. And also, Jesse,
1: I'll be engineering the game tomorrow for the men's hockey game.
0: Oh, on MUA? Not Carson.
1: I didn't think he was engineering it. I I I know
0: Carson said so that he's probably gonna have to be there for most of it. Oh like no, because
1: he because he, we need under COVID protocol, we need an advisor there.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. you gotcha. Know, I, I Do you remember s- how to engineer?
1: Yes, I do. That that's good. <laughs> See, I, I was really like debating. If you really want to, you could come to the studio with me, and we can have a part-time Jersey Boys segment. On this. <laughs> In the intermission. The, the, no, the intermission breaks along. I, I was actually, like, legitimately
0: deciding what I was going to do if I wanted to try and get my way into the studio. But um, I think I'm going to watch it at home and, like, actually watch it on a TV. Also because I have a class. So that's the other thing, um, which is unfortunate because she gave us, like, a really short class last week because it was opening day of baseball season, mm-hmm. um, which was – I appreciated, it. But then – this is kind of like to me this is far more important that you mess in the frozen four mm-hmm. but actually I think the game is at nine if I remember correctly which is very late but it's at nine so it should go after the class <laughs> which is which is lucky um, but yeah the great women's tournament men's ending was very anticlimactic Baylor ran over Gonzaga no contest. To All the people who are saying, "Oh, it's because Gonzaga had a weaker schedule and you know what didn't prepare them." Shut up, you are wrong. Uh, Baylor played, uh, not Baylor. Gonzaga played some good teams. BYU was pretty was pretty darn good. They beat, they had, they had a close one with West Virginia. They beat some very good teams, very convincingly in the tournament. UCLA played the best possible game they could have played, best possible game to beat Gonzaga. It didn't matter. Baylor was a buzzsaw. They did everything perfectly. Um, just an absolutely fantastic performance. I think Jalen Suggs has essentially given himself the number two overall draft pick uh, mm-hmm. outside of Cade Cunningham. Um, and uh, I know nothing about... Yeah, no, I don't, you know nothing about basketball draft.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Definitely I, not one of my um fortes.
0: No. Though I, I will say, very, very happy because tonight... Kevin Durant will be returning for the Nets, so very excited for that Mm -hmm. because James Harden is nursing some hamstring tightness, Mm -hmm. so got to keep him healthy, and Kyrie is back and looking as uh, just absurd as ever. So having Kyrie and Kevin Durant will be
1: beautiful. Speaking of which, actually, I did buy a signed photo of Kevin Durant this morning. NFT or just card? Big old 16 by 20 photo. No, my. It's a beautiful photo. It's him dunking. On? Over Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Isaiah Thomas was See,
0: now this is how you know Justin doesn't like the Celtics.
1: <laughs> no, it's not even him on the Celtics. He's on the Sacramento Kings.
0: <laughs> you had to do him dirty like that. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I hey, have... Isaiah Thomas came back,
1: though. He's on who now? Pelicans. Oh, you got to love it. I don't know, Jesse. Should we let Cameron in here? Nah, it's fine. We got we
0: got 18 (laughs) minutes left. We can finish this bad boy up. You've gotta love it.
1: But no, um. So I'll be doing intermission reports tomorrow. Um, I'll call in.
0: (laughs) I'll call in. (laughs)
1: Actually, wait, what's the, has the number changed? I'm not sure, but regardless, I'm not very good with the phone lines.
0: You'll have cars in there. It's fine. I'll call in, or if it doesn't work, I'll call you on your phone. You can just put me on speaker.
1: You watch. We're going to be at the end of the first period. UMass is going to be down like 3-0. Hey, no, 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 no <laughs> um, I find that fighting, attacking with your ego and saying we're the best of the best only can put you down the hill.
0: No, but you gotta think positively. Well, of course I think positively.
1: Um, I love Matt Murray. I think oh Matt Murray this is I, th- this is the
0: perfect redemption story. This is the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like Matt Murray, best ho- best goalie in college hockey. Uh, his sophomore season, chokes in the playoffs. They put in Philae Lindbergh, who's the kid who kind of played some minutes, you know. For, and he absolutely kills it. Lindbergh and Murray kind of split time last season. Lindbergh took over starting goal this season, crushed it, and now he's out. If they win, he should hopefully be able to come back, assuming he's negative. This is the perfect redemption arc for Matt Murray, to come back and say, I can do it in the playoffs too. I'm not that one choke moment. AHL, NHL. Take a look at me. Um, I, I, I love that. I, I hope he really – I hope he does it.
1: Yeah. No, I, I'm wishing him all the best. I watched him. I mean, he's a senior, and he's gone through the ringer with us as yep. freshmen to seniors. Um, Absolutely. And I loved every minute he played because uh, – jeez, I mean – My sophomore year, I mean, he was undefeated for 80% of the season and then finally lost a game. Right. And it was such a ruthless scenario because they had a prospect in Lindbergh coming up. So they said, yeah, we're going to go with him. And Lindbergh, what luck of the draw, Lindbergh, you know, steps up big time Mm -hmm. and really just drives them to the national championship. So you can't. You can't fault Murray on that one. You can't fault Lindbergh on that. He just took advantage of an opportunity. And honestly, I mean, you have to give credit to Carvel for the bold decision because it enforced them to both play better. Oh yeah, yeah, And the well, following year both of them were star studded. Carville
0: knew he had the two he had the best goalie situation
1: in college hockey and he took full advantage of it. Yeah. No, there's no question. the Carvel, as I said, I said this many times, whether it's in an article or during my sophomore year, Carvel has become UMass's Belichick. Mm-hmm. They love him. And ho- hopefully they can keep him around and he can keep doing what he does. I mean, he should be the only coach on this entire athletic department that makes seven figures. Like, it's not even a question. But the way the world works is a lot of different. We'll get there. We'll get there at some point. But I, I, he likes it here. And the best part is I think UMass really has to sell it well with his kids because his kids want to go th- – he wants them to go through the school system here. So I, I would think he wants to stay in this area. Mm-hmm. But – Anything's possible.
0: It's like a hard cut. We'll jump to. Uh, let's see. I'll just do a little bit of NBA recap, and then we'll uh, talk some football trades because a few went down. Uh, Sixers and the Nets are tied for first place in the Eastern Conference. So Nets win tonight. We we go into first. So very happy about that. Thirty five and sixteen each. Bucks thirty two and eighteen just had a end a game. Close loss, one twenty two to one twenty one against the Warriors. Steph Curry dropped forty one shot, fifty percent from three. Absolutely went off. The Bucks were without Giannis and though. So when you think about it, it took Steph Curry going off and a last second shot to not go in for the Bucks to lose without Giannis. That's that's very impressive. Hawks. I don't think anyone saw the Hawks as the four seed before this season. Twenty seven and twenty four. Hornets, 25 and 24. They've been struggling a little bit as of late without LaMelo Ball. Six are Heat, 26 and 25. Uh, Justin's Knicks at number seven, 25 and 26. I'm not, Game even an I'm
1: not even a Knicks
0: fan. What are you?
1: What are you? What are you? I was a Baltimore Bullets fan. That was 45 years ago. But You're like 19. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. No, um. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised I'm probably the only person that knows who the Baltimore Bullets were. Um, What are you uh,
0: talking... Shut up. That's that's factually incorrect.
1: No, no, like, in terms of, like, people in my age bracket.
0: Anyone who's an actual basketball fan knows who the Baltimore Bullets were.
1: No, Jesse, I am a Spurs fan. Hey, you a good little poppy? I always liked Popovich, but also, I just loved... Uh, People say to me every time I talk about the Spurs.
0: Wait, actually, save that for a second. I'll just finish off the Eastern Conference, and we'll hop on, and you can tell me about the Spurs. Uh, Knicks are at 7, 25, and 26. They've also been on a little bit of a a rough stretch um, below five hundred now for the first time in a while. And the Celtics, who, whew, they've been definitely having a rough 25 and 26 as well. So the Knicks and the Celtics tied for 7th and 8th place. Pacers and Bulls at 9 and 10, respectively, so next Celtics, Pacers and Bulls would be in your playing tournament on the east. In the western conference, Jazz keeping a foot on the gas pedal for the 1 seed 38 and 12. Suns just taking full charge with Chris Paul and in that inspiring bubble performance 35 and 14. Clippers 34 and 18. Nuggets 32 and 18. Lakers 32 and 19, they performed a little better as of late. Blazers at thirty and twenty, Mavericks at twenty eight and twenty one, and your eighth seed is twenty five and twenty three. That's the Memphis Grizzlies. John ja Morant leading the charge, uh, and Warriors in the tenth spot. And Justin's Spurs are at nine five hundred. They're twenty four and twenty four. So right now you're playing tournament for the West is the Grizzlies, Spurs, Warriors, and Pelicans. Uh, Justin, what is it you love so
1: much about Popovich? Um, number one, I like that San Antonio's only big team in that area is the Spurs. Um, but the other thing also is that um, I love Greg Popovich, but that dynasty team, especially after I watched a bunch of like stories on and I really dug into that team back in like the early 2010s, like, like 2011, 2012, I, I just love the humble attitude. You had Tim Duncan.
0: I love Tim. I, I always love Tim Duncan.
1: I mean, the man said literally nothing ever. He just, plastered your team across the <laughs> boards. Um, Manu Ginobili was also, you know, fantastic.
0: How did you say his name?
1: Manu Ginobili. <laughs>
0: not... oh, uh...
1: <laughs> As I said, I'm not much of a basketball person. I just like one specific team just because that was a very humble dynasty. That's all I can say. Ginobili. Ginobili. I think for an Italian kid, I probably would have figured it out by now, but what the hell do I know?
0: He's Argentinian. I know. Okay, they are the Italians of, of South America. That's fair. <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But, um, no, I, I will say, like, Popovich has been coaching his butt off this season. The fact that the Spurs, they've bounced around kind of between 7 and, and 9. Right now they're 9. They're 24 and 24. To go 500 in, in the West mm-hmm. with the team that they currently have is is very impressive. I mean, I he it. has been... And without any true stars, you know, I think De- DeJounte Murray has some real promise, but, I mean, they got DeMar DeRozan, and that's kind of it.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, the, the sad part is it's a shame that it kind of, like, flopped off with him, but I really liked LaMarcus Aldridge. Again, another very quiet guy, a very Popovich-esque player. You know, play your butt off, be very good, but do not say a single word or have an ego. Now with the Nets? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean they're they're just lacking up thirty five year olds left and right. I mean it's
0: it's so funny to me because everyone like you know people said oh Blake Griffin is trash, he's bad, he's never gonna be good again, and then that's got him for nothing as like essentially a rotational piece, just you know taking a waiver because no, why he's not? Well, he's starting. No, he's not starting. They oh. they they've only played him a couple of games and, and he kind of plays rotational minutes, but they picked him up just to see what he had left in him, and everyone said. That's not fair. You can't have Blake Griffin. What do you mean? That would mean they're so good. It's like, dude, you just said he was trash for two seasons. How are you now claiming it's not fair? The same with Lamarcus Aldridge. I said, oh, he's bad. He's not very good. He, he's old. He can't do anything. And the Nets got him. They're, what do you mean the Nets got Lamarcus Aldridge? It's like, okay, come on. Be consistent here. Look, it's um, the
1: Brooklyn Nets. Like, this team has been terrible for five or six years. Yeah. I'm not saying that – I'm not saying dynasties are great, but, like, this is not, like – this is not the worst thing in the world. No people. Like, I mean,
0: yeah, like, they're two talented vets. Blake Griffin could have nothing left, or he could have a lot left. Same with Lamarcus Aldridge. Um But yeah, you know, it's 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 gonna come down to Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, and I'm perfectly fine with that. And I hope they do. And I I I mean, it is very much his championship or bust, but I think they certainly The truth can. is, I mean, you look at
1: you look at the Eastern Conference and the way that they've played and they've shown it, because at first, I mean, we thought, I think a lot of us thought, at least how they were first playing with that gel of Harden, Durant, and Irving, people were like, oh great, like they're going to be like 50 and 30, and they're just going to flop in the first round. But now we're at a point where they're so consistent that if Embiid isn't on his game, they should easily beat the Sixers. The Celtics are not a threat, at least right now. The Bucs, even with Giannis, I mean, this team is known to choke left and right.
0: Mike Balloonholzer is a guy who needs to, you know, take a Khan Academy or something because he has a system that is awesome in the regular season and just gets blown up every single time in the post. It, it's the postseason adjustments. Mm-hmm. And the-, and the fact that, like, yeah, like, you're, like you said, like I can game plan specifically for how to stop Giannis and how to stop you. And I think Drew Holiday will be great for them,
1: mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I mean, uh, I right know. now, right now, the head coach of the year, obviously, they're saying it's Doc Rivers. I have to say, though, Steve Nash really has done himself. Actually, no,
0: okay, they're saying
1: Quinn Snyder. I like the I like the Doc Rivers approach, though.
0: Quinn Snyder is the coach of the uh, Jazz. Uh, yeah, the Jazz, and he has done an absolutely outstanding job. Um, Doc Rivers, I would kind of have as, as one of my second choices, though.
1: Um, See, the the issue I have with this though is, we know how Doc Rivers operates. He takes the team good, he makes them good, he gets them into a one-two seed or whatever, and then he flops.
0: I don't I don't know if that's fair. Like he definitely choked it down with Clippers. Mm-hmm. And and that was a lot on him. I think the Sixers have played a lot better than those Clippers team, than that Clippers team played. And
1: which is just wild to me because you would think they'd be playing worse without, you know, since they lost Jimmy Right, Butler, no, I like
0: they, they, without the missile ten games without Joel Embiid. Um, I, I think the Sixers definitely earned their number one seed. I, I think he's definitely made them uh, better. Well, but you're right. We'll see how they do in the playoffs. Um, speaking of playoffs, we got a few minutes left here. You uh, you wave goodbye to Sammy D. Mm-hmm.
1: A- a- any any tearful goodbyes? <laughs> Sam Darnold, I'm very happy for you. I hope you do. <laughs> I, I hope you do well. I hope you do something. Um. I just have a great core to work with. There, 23 year old quarterback that has a very decent arm. Obviously, we know about the accuracy problems and whatnot, and also the injury problems. But you got DJ Moore. You've got not Curtis Samuel. He's gone. You got Christian McCaffrey if he's healthy. You've got Robbie Anderson, which mm-hmm. I'll be honest, the Robbie Anderson connection I think is a real good seller. Oh yeah. So you got all that fun stuff, and then you got a pretty okay defense. Brian Burns looks fantastic. Um, it's a shame they don't have keekley anymore, but, uh, in terms of the team, I think there's a lot of open, there's a lot of open ball game for him to be very deep, like very good. I don't think and he's going to, I don't yeah. think he'll have a lot of pressure because,
0: you know, you know, Teddy Bridgewater can start mm-hmm. and he can learn behind Bridgewater who is not known for making miracle plays, but is known for being very solid, very competent. So he can learn on that front. Now, do you think they're going to keep Teddy? Or you think they're going to toss him? They just gave that Teddy is the only question mark for the Panthers because I think this trade was actually very equitable for both sides. Mm-hmm. Jets got a 6th rounder this year, a 2nd and a 4th next season. So a 2nd, a 4th, and a 6th for the, for the former 3rd overall pick is pretty good value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not giving too, too much up if you're the Panthers. I think the biggest question is you've already given Bridgewater some decent money. I think he's getting 20 a year for the next two seasons. Right. So... Is Teddy your starter, and you're going to ease your way into Sam? Are you going to have an open competition? You know, Sam's cheap, but if, if, he, if he, Darnold is your starter, then you have, you're you paying a guy $20 million to sit on the bench.
1: It is kind of funny, though, how it's the same QB locker room that the 2018 Jets had. I think it's kind of amusing to me.
0: Bridgewater wasn't on the Jets, was he?
1: Mm-hmm. Went from the Saints to the Jets, and the Jets flipped him because he had a great preseason, and they capitalized on his value. Oh, yeah. Sorry, they didn't send. No, I'm sorry. He did not start on the Saints. He went to the Jets from. Jets, Saints, right,
0: Vikings, and then Jets, and then Saints, and then Panthers. Okay, okay, gotcha.
1: But, yeah, no, uh, he, he said, like, for a guy who, at for, at one point, people were very similar to Alex Smith, like his, his career is done, he really made a decent name for himself in hell. $20 million for three years? Uh, that's a pretty darn good deal for a guy that's started not that many games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think the question now is the Jets, I, you just can't mess up the pick. You know, it's no, Zach some, Wilson or Justin
1: Fields. They have 21 picks in the first two, not the first two rounds. They have 21 picks in the first four rounds for the next two years. Yeah, that's great. But if they botch up number they don't two, have
0: They can't have 21 picks in the, for the next two.
1: First four rounds. Oh, four, four rounds. Okay, four, okay, okay, Four, no, right, right, two. Right, right. Yes, the next yes. four. That'd be ridiculous. If yes, they I got it. Okay. The first four rounds of the next two years, they have twenty-one draft picks, which is very good for Joe Douglas. But the truth is, if he botches the number two this year, that's yeah. going to hang over his head. Oh, without question. Um, I, I have no faith in Ohio State QBs. If they draft Fields, whatever, and if he proves me wrong, God bless him. But. Uh, I'm not saying Zach Wilson is much better, but when it comes to stability at QB, BYU a little bit has a little bit more leverage over Ohio State because they had what was it? Steve Young went mm-hmm. to BYU, which was a while ago. It's a fair chunk of time ago, but it, I would put my faith in a little bit of a gamble on Wilson than I would Fields.
0: I think Wilson is definitely a bigger gamble. I think Fields. I mean, you know, he was the number one overall quarterback prospect in his class. He went to Georgia. Kirby Smart was stupid and kept uh, Jake, Jake Fromm. Fromm instead of him, which is so dumb. Fields goes to Ohio State. Well, Jake Fromm's career is over yeah. after
1: Trubisky got signed Fromm. by the Bills. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. No, Fromm will hope. will, you know, if he's lucky, be a career backup. Um, Fields goes to Ohio State, goes to the playoffs in his first season, and goes to the championship in his second season there like he 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 has the arm he has the mobility he has the smarts he has the ethic mm-hmm. you know they both have some issues but it's i think it's really close it's tough speaking of close i think it's closing time so
1: thank should you play, all you should play the song by semi sonic it's a good one
0: uh closing time oh yes we uh, should do that for the last episode that'd be fun that's a good one that'd be fun i'll try and remember Thank you guys for listening, for tuning in. Have a have a good Friday. Have a good weekend. Uh, go UMass.
1: This has been Jersey Boys. Uh, You're Colin Casey and Seamus Kelly on the air tomorrow night at 9 p.m. And you'll hear my interesting voice mm-hmm. in the intermission And reports. maybe me. Uh, stay safe out there. Get your vaccine if you can. And uh, take it easy.